According to reports, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg sat on a four-inch thick cushion to boost his height during a Senate testimony yesterday. Said Zuckerberg, oh, no, that's my wallet. Hey, we had a texter with that same joke yesterday. Wow. So I believe you can write Seth Meyers. He owes you some money. I think that's how that works. Or you can write for Seth Meyers. You're plenty funny enough, texter. Hmm. It's a good joke. Perfectly fine. Solid. Speaking of having a lot of money, according to Reddit, do we trust Reddit? I don't know Reddit. Uh, like. It's where people post stuff. Yeah, it's, it's user likely generated. to be true as not. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, well, that takes the fun out of yeah, it. It's not kind of verified like the way a Wikipedia is, even though that has its own flaws. There's at least some sort of... So nobody right. even tries to verify Reddit. No. So on the I other can hand, post Jack, anything? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. On the other hand... Joe Ketty has a tail. They often, they often call me, <laughs> coincidentally, the bloodhound of truth. Perhaps because of my tale. So why don't you read it to me, and I'll tell you if it's true. Facebook gave money to 85%. Sorry, down. Easy, easy. (laughs) Facebook gave money to 85% of the House committee that was questioning him yesterday. That's certainly possible. I do not smell truthiness there. It is absolutely possible. It's possible in the way that they they gave eighty to eighty five percent of everybody. Well, right in the way that Trump gave money to everyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure it's significant. Okay. Well, I'm not sure it's not. <laughs> I would say that uh, I'm going to turn around three times and lie down. The review, I got for you. the reviews for Mark Zuckerberg seem to be pretty good. <laughs> I would throw in these caveats. One. Uh, both the House and the Senate didn't grill him as much as I thought they would, and there's, I, I'm not exactly sure the reason for that. Lack of follow-up was really odd. Oh, yeah. He he got away with, um, with, with saying all kinds of things that seemed to pretty obviously be lies to me, or at the very Certainly least... Certainly evasions. Uh, yeah. yeah, the, I'll, I don't know that, but I'll get back to you on it. On I'll a, have my team get back to you on that, Cong- Senator? On a couple of questions that just seem like, there's no way you don't know that. You of all people definitely know that. You guys, you've had endless meetings about this very topic. Don't pretend, well, that's an interesting one, Congressman. I'll, I'll look into that. And Dora, and I've had no pushback on this in real life because a bunch of people wanted to talk about it yesterday. He could have texted his folks back at the ranch and said, hey, find out for me blank. And had the answer in five minutes. Yeah. He was there testifying for hours and hours and hours. Senator, we'd be happy to have our team get back to you on that. Like there wasn't How about a, you get back to me right now? Like there wasn't a single person at Facebook who wasn't eyes glued to that hearing. He wouldn't have even right. needed to text them. They knew what questions hey, were being Jim, asked. Hey, Jim, send me the uh, the latest figures for that. Senator? They would have texted I don't recall. Him. He, didn't, he didn't want to answer those questions. Right. So that's that's pretty obvious. And he, not a single senator called him on it. Right. Find out. You got two assistants sitting right behind you. Have them find out. And they do that sort of thing when they're really grilling somebody. And it's usually partisan, one side doing the other. Yeah, uh, and the other side saying, "Yeah, I'd just like to say we'd like to thank you for your service." And then the next guy just jumps down their throat. But yeah, I've seen that sort of thing before. Well, find out for me. We're going to be here all day long. Have your people get on that. We've got a good clip here of Kamala Harris, who may be the Democrats' candidate for president in twenty twenty. A friend of mine pointed out it's pronounced Kamala, and you remember because she's a communist. <laughs> <laughs> So, Senator, and, and I disagree with her on everything, but I think she did a pretty good job. Senator Harris grilling Zuckerberg relates to Cambridge Analytica is in a concern of mine is that you meaning Facebook and I'm going to assume you personally as CEO became aware in December of 2015 
uh, that Dr. Kogan and Cambridge Analytica misappropriated data from 87 million Facebook users. That's 27 months ago that, that you became as Facebook and perhaps you personally became aware. Um, however, a decision was made not to notify the users. So my question is, did anyone at Facebook have a conversation at the time that uh, you became aware of this breach and have a conversation wherein the decision was made not to contact the users? Senator, uh, I don't know if there were any conversations at Facebook overall because I was in, in a lot of them, but... Um, On that subject. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure what other people discussed. Um, our, at the time, in 2015, we heard the report that this developer, Alexander Kogan, had sold data to Cambridge Analytica. And That's in you, violation of our terms. Correct. And were you a part of a decision? Were you part of a discussion that resulted in a decision not to inform your users? I don't remember a conversation like that. Okay, can you the pause it there? See, see there, there's no way that's true. Right. There's no way if you had that conversation, because that would be huge. It would have led the news the next day. Your stock was going to drop. It was going to be a giant embarrassment. There's no way that if you had a conversation about it, you would forget it. We have uh, certainly heard from uh, more than one well-known attorney uh, about the power of I do not recall. Because nobody can prove you recall unless they like find a letter that you wrote an hour ago saying, do you remember that meeting we had? I mean, <laughs> it's very difficult to disprove a lack of memory. Right. But that that one is impossible. You wouldn't have slept that night. You'd have been up till three in the morning with various lawyers. I yeah. mean, it was a huge effing deal. Um, so uh, unless unless and this is the defense you offered yesterday, unless they just don't give a crap. Yeah. So it wasn't that notable to them. They thought they Cambridge Analytica did what? I actually, they actually sold. They weren't supposed to do, call them and tell them to cut it out. Then they went back to work. I actually believe that is a possibility that they were so unconcerned with people's data, they cared so little about it that it never it was didn't even come up. I could believe that, which is its own problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a hell of a defense, but it may be true. Do we want to hear more from her? Yes, or yes, please. Data to Cambridge Analytica. And That's in you, violation of our terms. Correct. And were you a part of a decision? Were you part of a discussion that resulted in a decision not to inform your users? I don't remember a conversation like that. But the reason why... Are you aware of anyone in leadership at Facebook who was in a conversation where a decision was made not to inform your users, or do you believe no such conversation ever took place? I, I'm not sure whether there was a conversation about that, but I can tell you the thought process at the time of the company, which was that... In 2015, when we heard about this, we banned the developer and we demanded that they delete all the data and stop using it. And same with Cambridge Analytica. And I, they and told I us they had. testimony in that regard, but I'm talking about notification of the users. And, and, and this relates to the issue of transparency and the relationship of trust, informing the user about what you know in terms of how their personal information has been misused. And I'm also concerned that when you personally became aware of this, did you or senior leadership do an inquiry to find out who at Facebook had this information and did they not 
have a discussion about whether or not the users should be informed back in December of 2015. Senator, in retrospect, I think we clearly view it as a mistake that we didn't inform people, and we did that based on false information that we thought that the case was closed and that the data had been deleted. So there was a decision made on that basis not to inform the users, is that correct? That's my understanding, yes. Okay. And so, um, I, I, in retrospect... He is skillful. Right, but so th- th- for all the articles that I've read about what a masterful job Mark Zuckerberg did, mm-hmm. do you come out of that thinking he's a better guy or a worse guy? Oh, definitely worse. Absolutely. Yeah, if you pay enough attention to really pick up on that stuff, definitely worse. But so maybe he's not in maybe they're they're out of legal trouble because he he had a bunch of lawyers tell him just say you don't know or you don't remember. Or senator, I'll have my team get back to you. As he and did, be sure I, to sound chipper, I Senator. I th- think it's thirty some times over two days that he said, "I'll have to get back to you on that," or "I don't recall." Right. Okay, so he followed his lawyer's advice, and said that doesn't mean he's not more evil than I even thought going in. Oh yeah, yeah. He no, he he escaped conviction uh, by skillfully parrying or evading questions. But the idea uh, but, that... Uh, but uh, the, I think the message anybody who paid attention to the hearings took from it was that he is a skillful, shark-like evader of uh, accountability. He just doesn't look like it. If he looked like Anthony Scaramucci and said the same things, we'd yeah. all be talking about him like he's a, a mafia boss. Oh, speaking of the mooch. But he looks like Opie Taylor. Right, exactly. I have something priceless for y'all right after the commercials. I mean, really, I I guarantee you'll enjoy it. Um, I'm glad Kamala Harris asked those questions. I think she made it, I think it was clear to anybody with a brain what was going on there. She also sticks in with a question about how much money they made off of uh, Ruskies and, and whatnot. We can jump to that question and answer after the break. Okay. So... What should be out the window for anybody paying attention, the idea that, hey, we just, all we are is a platform for old high school friends to get together. We're just trying to build communities. <laughs> That's all we are. Senators, we just want grandchildren and grandparents to be able to stay in touch. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So designer nipples are a thing, at least in New York and Los Angeles. I'm sorry? Pardon me? Kendall Jenner apparently is well known for having uh, perky nipples poking through her t-shirts. Teat. And other women want that. Uh, so they're paying seven hundred dollars to have something injected into the oh, areola. I'll pay you seven hundred dollars not to to get that ouchie quote high beam or headlight look. That's wow! I have to. Most of the women I know are like uh, seek to avoid that. Most women do walk seek through to the avoid frozen that. food section of the grocery store with their arms crossed. <laughs> most women do seek to avoid that, but for seven hundred dollars, you can have high beams for two years. Wow! If you go to the doctor. So there you go. Permarect. Fantastic. Salute. So listen, we got a couple of things to deal with. I promised you something delightful. We will get to that by the end of the segment. First, though, back to Kamala Harris grilling Mark Zuckerberg 
uh, in the Senate a couple of days ago. And and how much uh, is left, uh, Sean? The, uh... Uh, not much, like less than a minute. Okay, cool. Yeah, here's how it ended. Um, last November, the Senate Intelligence Committee held a hearing on social media influence. I was a part of that hearing. I submitted 50 written questions to Facebook and other companies. And um, the responses that we received were unfortunately evasive and some were frankly non-responsive. So I'm going to ask the question again here. How much revenue did Facebook earn from the user engagement that resulted from foreign propaganda? Well, Senator, what we do know is that the IRA, the Internet Research Agency, the, the Russian firm, ran about $100,000 worth of ads. I can't say Facebook that we've identified all of the foreign actors who are involved here. So I, I, I can't say that that's all of the money, but that is what we have identified. Okay, my time is up. I'll submit more questions for the record. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Senator Harris. So in Zuckerberg's defense, the, the intelligence agencies, some of them yesterday, uh, some people speaking on behalf of intelligence agencies, said he was lying about their uh, ability to get, for instance, al-Qaeda pages down. One House member pointed out an Al-Qaeda page and I think a Hamas page that were up this week on Facebook. Interesting. And that they were not doing a good job of that. I'd say in Zuckerberg's defense, is it is it required for them to put up a worldwide platform and then make sure there aren't any bad people on it? Do they have to do that? Is no. it even possible? No. Is it even realistically possible? Now, prior to all this hubbub, they weren't even really trying. Right. Neither was Twitter. You'd have to hire. God, how many people would you have to hire to do that? He claims artificial intelligence will eventually be able to do it, do it and is doing a good job now. That's what the intelligence agencies are saying. Well, it mm-hmm. doesn't work yet. That's right. just not true. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was, in an odd way, uh, Congress just representing the American people, saying, hey, dude, do a better job at this. Uh, it it didn't not, really have legal standing of I, any I sort. Still, I still don't know where I am on that with Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Is it, is it just not, can we not just have a platform where everybody gets to post on it? Right. We well, just can't do that? Well, uh, well, yeah, but it changes, you know. It's Facebook today, something else tomorrow. Right, and, uh, right. But once you start taking down Al-Qaeda, declare that, now you're policing for Al-Qaeda, and what else? What else do you lump in with yeah. that? And everybody's got their own idea of what's a hate group, and it just goes down that road. And that was the really interesting, those were the interesting discussions Ted Cruz and Ben Sass had with uh, Berserkerberg um, about, you know, how do you define hate speech? And, you know, we, we probably ought to have that linked. Can we edit those and have them linked for folks to listen to at armstrongandgetty.com? We'll work on that. But listen, I promised you something. I want to deliver it. We need transition music, Michael, very quickly. We're now moving on to Michael. That's right. That's it. That's it. That's enough. We have no time. Michael Cohen. Wow. Michael Cohen, the president's attorney whose office was raided, et cetera, et cetera. You remember, this, this is the guy who's now, apparently, the only thing Mueller has time to look into is this Cohen character. Kudos, salute to several of our beloved listeners. Uh, I saw Chance in Hawaii's email first, who pointed out that Michael Cohen is... Michael, I'm sorry, I'm playing audio over here. That Michael... The second chance at my lead-up, it was going so well. Michael Cohen is this guy! It's not a shake-up, but you guys are down. And it makes Says sense who? that there would Says who? most of them, all of them. <laughs> Says who? Polls. I just told you I answered your question. Okay. Yeah. Which polls? All of them. Okay. And your okay. question is? 
Okay, so my question is, I don't think it is really surprising when facing a challenge and trying to make a turnaround that there would be some, let's at, let's at least say some adjustments, okay? So, All right, you know, the really, really delightful part is over. That is, I, you know, we had so much fun with that. That, that was Michael so fun. Let's, let's You're down it. in the polls. Says who? The polls. What polls? All of them? Let's one more time for <laughs> okay, old time's sake. Okay, and your question? <laughs> you say it's not a shakeup, but you guys are down. And it makes Says sense who? that there would... Says polls, who? Most of them. All of them? <laughs> Says who? Polls. I just told you I answered your question. Okay. Which polls? <laughs> And then, and then she says, all of, all of them. All of them. And then he says, the best part is then he says, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's Michael Cohen. <laughs> Trump's chief fixer. I'd forgotten that was him. Thank you, everybody. Says you reminded who? us. polls. I answered your question. What polls? <laughs> all of them. Okay. <laughs> and what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. How did I forget that that was him? I don't know if that's my favorite clip of all time, but by God, it is in the final group to be, you know, considered. And now that we know who he is, we see how good he is at that. I mean, because he, he had nothing there, and he was still right. fighting back. Right. Because he had nothing on his <clears throat> side. Right. Yeah, just counterpunch, counterpunch, counterpunch. The polls. What polls? <laughs> like all of them. Oh, Says yeah? Says who? <laughs> polls. I just answered your... And she is so endearingly... <laughs> befuddled <laughs> okay okay and then he just concedes it okay yeah. okay and you were saying <laughs> that was awesome now that the segment's half over you were saying and and, and the the truly ironic and amazing part of that is that that trump went on to win you know i heard a stat yesterday you were saying was earlier, from august of last year by the way you were saying earlier uh sean and the whole will he be impeached and blah 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 and how so many people don't like trump trump was elected on the day he was elected president he had 60 percent disapproval the day he was elected that's 60, an impossibility I'm, I know, going, it's I'm going to wake up and this has all been a dream <laughs> how can you get elected president when you have 60 percent disapproval because he, he had did. The, the most unlikely unlikable candidates of all time but the 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 voting populace are not the ones who pull the levers on whether or not this impeachment gains traction and it's his co-workers it's the people that he is constantly undercutting the people who don't want to work with him yeah well that is the wild card as uh, i've seen various pundits say the house could especially if the dems take over well only if the dems take over impeach him just because democrats really hate trump in general the house there could be, depending on the mood and the time, enough Republicans who just think, you know, I, I don't want any more of this. The House or the Senate? The Senate. The once Senate. It, yeah, okay. once it got to the convict or not. Right. It could happen. It's not an impossibility. Well, I, it sure seems crazy that it would happen over this. Remember, uh, politicians are about outcomes, not principles. So they might sit there thinking, Pence? Meh, not so bad. Right. Right. Exactly. Get rid of Trump. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? U.S. warships moving into place in the Middle East. Hush money shelled out to stop reports about a supposed Donald Trump love child and a massive recall of frozen TV dinners. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Oh, no, a recall of my TV dinners. And a love child. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, a couple of textures on the whole Zuckerberg uh, masterpiece in dodging that he did the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And how none of us in our private lives, if we were facing the IRS or 
a variety of different situations would be able to get away with. I don't recall, or I'll get back to you on that at some unspecified time in the future. Okay, well, just go about your business and get back to me when you can. Or the fact that you can't recall. Okay, well, we'll we won't further that line of questioning, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you paid attention, as I was saying earlier, though, it reminds me of a scene from a movie where some master criminal or, or whomever is uh, on trial, and they're grilling him on the stand, and he ends up getting acquitted, and the prosecutor's all frustrated and everything. And the point of the scene is that he's a really dangerous guy. They thought they had him, and he slithered away. That's the impression I got yesterday. Zuckerberg's, I knew he was smart, but he's a he and his people are freaking sharks. And he smiled and evaded and didn't recall his way right through it for hours and hours and hours. Never broke. Never well, never broke a sweat. Well, I think my point and the Texas point is, yeah, if they let you do that, yeah, we'd all do that with the police or whatever. How fast are you going? I don't know. I don't recall. I don't recall. And they don't let you. They don't let normal people do that. Whose pot is this? Officer, I'll have my team get back to you. Why did all these government officials let him do that? That's what I don't get. Are they just purely looking for video for their hometown news, and they got it? I don't know. Because there, there were obvious follow-ups that were sure. left unfollowed up. My gut instinct is that they don't, at a root level, understand what Facebook is, does, a lot of them, sort of stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, but some of them do. Yeah. And, and the idea that you would accept, Senator, I'll have my team get back to you. No, have them get back to me now. Call them. I'll wait. Never happened. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, we got a warning from Russia as U.S. warships move into place in the Middle East. Navy Rear Admiral Eugene Black. We're trained. We're ready. Any mission, anytime, anywhere. The Kremlin warning the U.S. and its allies against any steps that could destabilize the situation in Syria. Asked about those possible U.S. strikes on Syria, President Putin's spokesman says it is necessary to avoid any steps that may fuel tensions in Syria. Meanwhile, President Trump is saying a strike on Syria could be very soon or not so soon at all. On Twitter this morning, he made the claim he did not telegraph when an attack on Syria would happen. That coming a day after he warned Russia that if they plan to shoot down U.S. missiles targeting Syria, they better get ready because our missiles will be coming nice and new and smart. Las Vegas has uh, five to one against this proposition, but it may be that they're going to do something so big it's going to take a while to get the pieces in place. Vegas is 5 to 1 we won't strike? No, 5 to 1 the, on that theory. What's going to be done is so massive. Oh, okay. It's going to take a long okay. time to get ready. One ally not joining in an attack on Syria, Germany. Chancellor Angela Merkel now saying her country will not participate in possible military action against Syria. Now, I never take I almost never take shots at women over their body shape. I just think it's uncool. Unless they deserve it. If she was a guy... Who, who deserves that? If she was a guy... Well, like... Uh, come on now. Chris Christie, when he's been an idiot, we've called him a fat idiot. Yeah, that, that, fat! That, he doesn't deserve that. That's still petty and childish, and I'm not proud of it. I'll continue to do it. Is that... Uh, you can't you know, justify... Somebody jump in and take know. his skin? You well, can't yeah. justify who is this criticizing people for their, for their, their body shape. If she I was a dude... Anyway. If she was a dude... I was going to say she's a fat coward. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you would. People would. Okay, so am I allowed to say Angela Merkel is a fat coward? Well, if you want equality, you should be able to do it. I do want equality. I want it very much. 
There are reports the National Enquirer paid a former doorman at Trump Tower $30,000 for a damaging story about Trump's love life and then buried it. Damn, I wish I had a, a billionaire's secret. Pays good. Doorman Dino Sajudin claims that Donald Trump fathered a love child with an employee in the 1980s. Sajudin signed a non-disclosure... And how many people would be shocked if that were true? Sajudin signed a non-disclosure contract with a company that subjected him to a million-dollar penalty if he disclosed either the rumor or the terms of the deal to anyone. Rich guy's having a love child. Shocking. Yes. I've I've never liked the term love child. It just seems weird. Well, yeah. Yeah, you ought to love all your children. I mean, you ought to love each other and then love your child, etc. And, and... uh, Call it a bastard. Like the old days. Right, Arnold? I say... And it turns out that Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, has acknowledged the Associated Press he did discuss the doorman story with the National Enquirer when the tabloid was working on it. He said he was acting as a Trump spokesman. Says who? And denied knowing (laughs) anything beforehand about the Enquirer payment to the ex-doorman. Says who? This may be yet another reason the FBI went ahead okay. and raided and, his office. And we're going okay. okay. to boot out a president over that? <laughs> and lastly... Excessive doorman <laughs> tipping? <laughs> and lastly, heads up Michelangelo, because the maker of Banquet Frozen Meals is recalling their steak dinners. NBC's Craig Melvin has the details. Conagra brand has recalled more than 67 tons of Salisbury steak dinners because they could be contaminated with bone fragments and ah, other materials. Cat meat. I, I expect that in a <laughs> TV dinner. I'm with Michael. Michael waved his hand <laughs> the same way as me. A bone deal. fragments in my TV dinner. <laughs> I expect that. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, what, 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 don't we all have our pinky in the air not expecting bone fragments in our TV dinners? At least now you know you're sure it came from an animal. There's puts, some bone fragments puts in there. the Salisbury and Salisbury steak <laughs> right. a little bone fragment. Right, a little jarring out of your jaw. That's part of the experience. Hey, for those of you who don't want to consume bone fragments, federal inspector uh, inspectors say it's the 27-ounce meals with an expiration date of September 2019, and they're likely that many consumers have the product in their freezers. You know, with all due respect to the TV dinners of old, there's been a huge leap forward in, in frozen foods and... Like your lean cuisine and all those sorts of things you can get in your frozen aisle or well, that's Trader asking. Joseph's. Yeah. Can you get the, the, the kind of TV dinner I grew up on? Is that still available? That's what I want for me and my children. I think you can. I think what they've done is they've repackaged them to look, you know, more modern. Right. But it's the same, absolutely the same ingredients, absolutely the same mm. setup. I might get those tonight. Sounds fantastic. I'm going to get the fried chicken. I'll make them eat the Salisbury steak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the peas That's before you get to your little before you get to your five hundred degree cranberry <laughs> spoonful. <laughs> right, no kidding. Your three square inches of apple something or other. <laughs> that is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of our nation. Melt your spoon in that cranberry dessert. God damn! Yeah. Ow, my mouth. All right, so many options. What do we do next? I don't even know. Do we have a guest? Oh, my gosh. You know, after the 8 o'clock news, we're going to talk to John Cogan, who's written a book called The High Cost of Good Intentions, which Jack read and really, really liked. And we ended up meeting John. And he's a terrific guy and a really thought-provoking guy. Uh, And not super partisan. He's, He's a historian. He just talks about how entitlement programs work and 
how they tend to spread. And it's, you know, no matter which way you swing politically, you're going to uh, find it interesting. And yeah, and some of the examples in the book are amazing of programs that started as X and then they just added, kept adding people. Right. They're supposed to last two years and include a small group. They eventually include millions and millions of people and last forever. You know, in, in the words of Pink Floyd, it's nearly a laugh, but it's really a cry. And so we'll, uh, we'll talk to John coming up in a few minutes. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of, nation. Of the nation. Went from zero to seventy billion in eight years. That's something. Well, at scale, that, uh, apparently, that can only happen now. That there's never been a time in history you could come even close to that. And, you know, even adjusted for inflation, just impossible. Not unless you like invol- invented a light bulb or something like that. Even then, something you, fundamental to life. Even then, you would have to. You'd you'd have to. Well, no, not even then, because people had gas lamps. You'd have to come up with a factory and then produce them and then dis- disperse them around the country and True just that. all that stuff. You, you can now come up with an idea. Somebody makes the app, and you can put it out there today, and it's available to everyone in the world mm. by the end of the day, really. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, a couple of different things. We got this text. I don't think I've ever had a Salisbury steak without a bone fragment. I agree. That's just part of the charm. <laughs> right. You just um, got to chew carefully. <laughs> yeah. God, I had one the other day in some hamburger from a, from a good grocery store. Oh, but man. Nothing rocks your world like oh, biting into that little piece God, of bone. And you're sure you've broken a tooth. Oh. Your whole head shakes. Jeez, that was rough. <laughs> just goes to show the powerful jaw muscles, Jack. Is that what it goes to show? It does. The Our, masseter. One, one, one other thing before I get to the main course, if you'll, if you'll pardon me. This is just I won't. this is the peas of the wow of the TV Freaking dinner. TV dinner peas. Not a, not with a gun to my head. <laughs> a little mushy. Um, are, you, are you, the latest in the Missouri governor case? Are you following this at all? Oh I, yeah, I kind of am. Yeah. So he either did or didn't take a picture of this uh, mistress he was having an affair with while she was all bound up in bondage and claimed that if you ever say anything about the affair, I'm going to release this picture. It is the show me state, Jack. And uh, and he either didn't force her to perform various acts and all this. Fifty Shades of Missouri. But Hello. She, so this has been going on for quite a while. She came out the other day and, and said that might not have happened. I may have dreamed it. What? In the midst of the trial, dude's the sitting governor. The governor. On trial for felony distribution of uh, girlfriend porn or something like that. You know, that's, that's the essence of the charge. He might not have taken a picture. I might have dreamed it or I might have kind of might have been part of my fantasy. I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> what? And the case is based on her man, I think her husband. Yeah. Her husband recording her tearful confession to him that she'd had an affair in which she related this sordid tale of her boyfriend, the sitting governor, uh, taking a picture of her while she was blindfolded. She saw the flash go off. And uh, by the way, turn off your flash. The lighting is so much better with your flash off. But anyway, now she says, you know, it might not have happened at all. I might have dreamed it. So is she a wackadoo? She's a wackadoo. Or did the governor send his Michael Cohen to say, be ashamed if something happened to your uh, whatever? Or write her a giant check. It's possible also, I suppose. Anyway, so following that story is kind of interesting. This, this is a battle between scientists. 
that apparently has erupted wow. in recent weeks in Twitter wars and whatnot between the, the leading experts in this area of pleasure. Researchers do not agree on whether enjoying looking at a Da Vinci painting is any different in your brain than enjoying McDonald's or Pornhub. There are others that have been arguing for centuries that there is a huge difference. I'm sure they're taking a look at the the various uh, brain sensor scans that we have these days. Right. So for a long time, uh, you know, and well... There's, there's different there's different parts of this argument. Some of it might be pretension, might not be, that the enjoyment of a super fantastic wine or looking at amazing architecture or whatever is a different pleasure than somebody who sits down and likes McDonald's fries or is looking at porn or 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 screams and yells when their UFC fighter wins or whatever. I'll tell you this. If I really, really want a hamburger and somebody says, instead, why don't you look at some porn? <laughs> I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. Wow. So, if you're really horny and somebody hands you some French fries, that satisfying thing? I'm pretty happy. (laughs) Um, Of course, I have an eating problem. Uh, So, okay. All right. Uh, Rebuttal last month in uh, one of your top level psychology journals. The idea that the way art engages the brain is somehow special has been around for far too long and it is time to kill it off once and for all. They say there's all kinds of evidence showing that the pleasure from art is no different in function or genesis in the brain than that induced by food, drugs, sex, or practically anything else that we get pleasure from. Oh, I hate to be... Which I think is really interesting. I hate to be incurious, but wouldn't that... Uh, the If I was to flip that on its head, if I was, for instance, part of the uh, art PR committee, I'd say, so it turns out love of art is as fundamental and deep in our brains as love of sex or food. Isn't that kind of a different way to state the same thing? I suppose. Or am I missing the point? I suppose. I I guess it's the idea that you're doing something magnificent and spiritual and uplifting and important. It's a higher order pleasure. Yes, exactly. A much higher order pleasure than the person who's eating McDonald's french fries or just yanking it to porn. And these scientists are saying there's really no difference at all whatsoever. So the whoopee cushion is the equal. Two, the Da Vinci painting is the equal to a symphony, which is the equal to your favorite UFC guy punching another guy in the face. Symphony, probably an excellent example also. You're not doing anything more special than the person who's listening to uh, a guy banging on the drums and someone screaming, I guess. Wow, I'm noodling this through. It's a very different feeling if you're into symphonies as I do because I'm better than you. Um it's, the, it's difficult to put in words, but this it's, is, it's certainly a different pleasure than when, for instance, if it ever happened, the Giants scored a run. Um, well, okay. I don't know. We're, we're, we're untangling the brain, there's no right. doubt. But somebody put into our heads, for some reason, the idea that staring at a painting and getting pleasure is somehow you're a better person for doing that than if you stare at Buster Posey hitting a home run. And get enjoyment out of it. Well, you may be a better person. <laughs> well, that's aside from the pleasure you're getting. You're right. you're, you're 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 seeking pleasure and getting it, and so right. is that person. Yes. Uh, a couple of things that kind of went along with it, which I found interesting. As with wine and a lot of other things, I would say, how much people enjoy art seems to be affected majorly by contextual cues like price or the reputation of the creator. Sure. And there's just no getting around that. That doesn't mean you're a sap. 
or you're falling for anything, or, or, in, or you're unsophisticated. Well, yeah, I'm maybe. with Sean. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. You, you, well, there's no helping it. If everybody's built that way, what, what are you going to do? We're all built that way. Right. Acknowledge it's, that you're kind of a sap. It's interesting. It's worth... It's, try to try to liberate yourself from that. It's impossible. That's the point. And you can't. Not for me. I do it all the time. <laughs> uh, listen, it, it reminds me of, uh, maybe tangentially, but the fact that no comedian wants to do a free show. They hate them because if somebody pays even $2 for a ticket, they've invested something in the show, the evening, and they want it to be funny. They want to not have wasted their money. And so there's the jokes are precisely the same, but a free crowd won't laugh. Yeah, I just I just think that's so fascinating. It would, it would destroy advertising if we all catch on to that and like really work at it. It applies to so many different things than... Uh than art or wine. It's big in the musical instrument world, uh, I know. How much of it is in your head that this is old or made by somebody really good? How about riding in a luxury car? How much of this is a smooth ride is in your head or is real? Yeah, I would say it would really uh, damage the sizzle, not the steak school of advertising. You'd still have, you know, watermelons or, uh, you know, a buck a pound advertising, and you'd think that's a good price and go buy a melon. Sure you would. I do enjoy watermelon. I can stare at a watermelon and get everybody as much enjoyment as you get out of by staring at the David. You are still a simpleton. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.